and welcome to Concert Pipeline. I'm Steve Jones. Today on the program, we have day two of Dock of Bay Festival coverage. Uh, I got the chance to cover this festival that was at Mare Island in uh, Vallejo, right on the, uh, bay, uh, the bay. It was really beautiful, great weather, a great atmosphere, and a lot of um, really awesome music. So uh, if you didn't get a chance to vi uh, view or listen to part one, uh, go, you can go back and listen to that um, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast really those are the main places though really right so if you like the visual uh and you like seeing live concert music uh definitely check it out on youtube uh, over on concert pipeline's youtube page uh so today i'm going to cover uh day two which was september 10th uh and uh, a number of other bands last time we had morris day in the time uh performing and uh confunk sean average white band a bunch of uh funk bands and it was really uh, awesome. Uh, this time, well, we're also gonna have a bunch of uh, funk, funkadelic rock uh, bands and uh, and bands that I really uh, like and was actually more familiar with uh, this round. So um, I decided to take my kids to this festival. I took my son to the Saturday uh, uh, festival and then my daughter to the Sunday festival. So I get some time with them individually uh, and we'll get into that. I do wanna say, a up front before we get dive into uh, Dock of Bay Festival coverage that uh, our episode next week is pretty awesome. I'm pretty, I was pretty stoked about it. Uh, so I didn't want to talk about it too much because it hadn't happened, in, you know, by the time of the last episode's recording. But, uh, but I had the chance to interview Michael C. Hall uh, and uh, his band uh, Princess Goes. Um, and and it was great. And if you're not familiar with Michael C. Hall, I'll just say the word Dexter, and then you will be familiar with Michael C. Hall because he was Dexter. And uh, it took some restraint, but I didn't mention acting. I didn't mention the word Dexter or nerd out on that at all, uh, even though I watched that whole series and was a fan of it. Um, I kept it to the music, you know, so we'll, we'll cover that next time. Uh, we had a good chat, though, I'll say that. Um, so this time, again, no interview, uh, but lots of music, lots of coverage. I'm going to talk about the the bands also and uh, um, give a little insight to them as we we go. But there's going to be a lot of music coverage, and so this is this puts the concert in concert pipeline. And uh, and I really want to uh, take a moment to thank uh, Kevin Fraser and Jeff Traeger who uh, put this uh, concert festival on the two week festival. Uh, it's great. It's not too far from home. Uh, I was able to get home and not have to stay out of town or anything. Uh, and I was able to take the kids. What's the, what else is there they're complaining about? Nothing really. Um, um, I was a little disappointed in the turnout for the second day. Uh, I had hoped that yeah, it would be more representative of what the first day was. I felt bad for um, everybody there. It was, you know, honestly the the quietest festival day I've ever been to. Um, but that doesn't mean the music wasn't great. Uh, the music was a lot of fun. And there are two stages. There's the main stage and then there's the uh, side stage, which uh, operates when the main stage is not uh, is not going. So um, uh, we, we started out by uh, getting the festival. Uh, and then uh, the first band we saw was on the uh, the side stage, the, the chef de cuisine stage, it's, uh, it's called. And uh, we had a chance to see a band called uh, uh, Melodious. And uh, and I like the name. It's pretty pretty clever. So that uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, they uh, are a trio 
uh, a band of siblings that's based out of Oakland uh, that was established in 2016. They, uh, they perform around the Bay uh, a bunch and over the, the past six years, seven years or so, they've shared the stage with Barrier Legends and Grammy award-winning ar artists, including Tony, 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 uh, and Fantastic Negrito they've played with uh, before as, uh, as well. So I'm sure they were excited to be reunited with Fa uh, Fantastic Negrito. Uh, they played the side stage, and let's go ahead and let's start out by playing a song from uh, their song.
are new to the crowd, we are melodious, and we are came to give you guys a good time today, so please enjoy. That was Melodious here on Concert Pipeline, and uh, and that takes us uh, moving forward, right? Uh, so um, the next uh, band up was a band called um, Monophonics, and uh, and so I, I went with my daughter, and we we just hung out all day, and we don't get a lot of time to hang out. She's 13 years old. She doesn't always want a lot to do with her dad, but she's really working hard to maintain and build that relationship because I think her relationship with me is the one that she struggles with the most. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, I know I have challenges with it as well, but we're generally in a good place, uh, which is good. Uh, she hung, she was just hanging on me a lot during the festival and just really clingy more so than she had been. And on one hand, it's like, it's like, this is nice. You know, I, uh, I should appreciate this because you don't always get it and how long will it last and all of that. There's my little girl right there for those that are watching on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, that was when she was much smaller and uh, and cling just as clingy, though, I guess. Huh? So <laughs> it's those moments that you appreciate. Uh, and so uh, so we went to, you know, listen to a, a lot of the music and uh, and just hung out and had a good time to, together and, uh, you know, enjoyed being outdoors. Right. So uh, so monophonics, uh, they um they are a psychedelic soul band uh from california and if you uh weren't at Naka Bay festival uh no worries you could see, uh, still have a chance to see them if you like the song that i'm going to be uh sharing they're going to be playing at the independent on november 11th uh with uh, the sex tones um so um, so you can definitely get that, uh, get out and see them. Uh, the independent is a great place to see a show. Also, I've been to many a show at the independent, so uh, definitely check them out. But let's play a song from Monophonics. Last year, this is the actually the same title as the record we released last year. This one's called Sage Motel. <laughs>
Okay, that was monophonics, and uh, so we're going to keep this show moving. Uh, back to the small stage. I want to make sure to represent these uh, smaller artists and the bands that played the smaller stage as well, because even if it was a smaller stage, it was still uh, there's still a lot of music, great music that was coming from that stage. Uh, and so the next group, um, I couldn't find a lot of information on, other than they play uh, a decent amount of wineries in the area. So um, if you're at a winery sometime, you might see David uh, Bustamante and Bobby Santos. Uh, they uh, were a good duo. And I mean, I just love how crisp the music was that they, uh, they were playing. Uh, so let's go ahead and play a song from them, shall we? <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay. So now we're getting into the bands that I was really ex uh, excited to see. Not that I wasn't excited about the other bands. I just didn't know them. Uh, and I was open to uh, enjoying some new music and Fantastic Negrito. I saw Fantastic Negrito for the first time at Bottle Rock uh, last year, year ago, uh, somewhere around there. And uh, he put on such a great show. I'd heard good things and I've wanted to interview him in the past and haven't had a chance. It just hasn't, uh, I haven't gotten that to work out yet. And uh, he's a three-time Grammy award winner. Uh, I didn't realize also that, in, uh, and why would I, but uh, 1999, he was in a coma for three weeks after a very bad car accident, which left him almost unable to play music, you know, in the future. But um but he won a he's won three grammys for best contemporary blues album uh and uh he's you know he's a great performer i mean he owned that stage and uh and it was a lot of fun seeing seeing him play uh he he put on a really good show and uh i will say that the song that we're going to to play of his they would play his intro and then uh chocolate samurai is the name of uh, the song that we're going to uh, to play of his as well which is i think a brilliant name for a song uh but uh the only downside uh to his performance was uh he had a much bigger set list than the amount of time that he was scheduled for. And I didn't, I didn't hate it because I uh, really enjoyed his music. It was a highlight of day two for me, really, to be honest. But, uh, but uh, I, I felt bad for the side stage uh, act, which I knew their, their time was getting cut because they would have to get the, uh, the final uh, main stage act, the uh, California Honey Drops on, and they wouldn't want to cut much time from that. So he went over his time. He was told one more song. And then uh, uh, even after he was already over on time and he uh, said that, that it was, he said that it was a crime and uh, he proceeded to play another song afterwards and was in no rush to end the, the set, but he did cut his set list a little bit short. I guess he, his mind, it was a little bit of a compromise, but uh, what a great performance that you're about to see. I'm excited to share with you. So here is Fantastic Negrito.
fantastic negrito here on concert pipeline uh and so we got one more small stage uh act before we uh move on to our uh headliner for uh, the program and that is uh Destan wolf excuse me uh that was uh Destani was raised in berkeley california and she's a distinctively uh, soulful singer uh, who instills her heart in every song she sings. I'm not reading that from IMDb. Uh, and she's played shows at sold out shows at the SF Jazz Center. Uh, she's uh, uh, performed with uh, Alice Russell on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, she sang with Kiss, uh, or she, excuse me, she did not sing with Kiss. She sang Kiss from a Rose with Seal uh, in the SF Symphony to thousands of fans. Uh, so she's uh, made her mark in a number of ways, and she has a really great voice. Uh, this was a, a fun performance to watch. And so let's uh, go ahead and uh, play a song from Dasani Wolf. Thank you. 
That takes us to the California Honey Drops. Okay, uh, the final um, band performing on day two of DACA Bay Festival. Uh, and uh, California Honey Drops, I was really familiar with. I've seen them multiple times. I've interviewed them multiple times. Uh, once uh, at the Fillmore and uh, and once through Zoom where we got to really go in depth a lot more. That was one I think that I did early in COVID times. Uh, and we just talked, I think, for like an hour. And it was, a, I remember it being a great conversation. So you can go back and check that interview out if you want to dig more into uh, the California Honey Drops. Uh, they they put on a really good show. Um, and, you know, again, I, I didn't get to stay for their whole set. I really had to balance my time, you know, that I was a uh, able to keep my daughter entertained and be uh, able to stay away from home while my dog was in her kennel. Um, and I was out having fun all day with with my daughter. And so I, uh, I didn't want to overdo it. But, uh, but I did see a couple of their song songs of their set. Uh, they always put on a good live show. Um, again, it was just the weirdest thing just uh, before they came on, um, you know, people went and walked around and got some food and, uh, and drinks and went to the other smaller stage and stuff, but there was almost no one uh, in front of the stage when, before they were coming on. People did come back and then they, uh, you know, they had a good time and the California Honey Drops, I think they notoriously don't use a set list, um, but uh, someone in the crowd helped, uh, called out a song and they, I think that was the song that they opened with. So they were they were pretty flexible with uh, with what they were playing and just out to to have a good time. They play a lot of shows in the area, so uh, if you're not familiar, um, you're going to become familiar uh, through the the song we're about to play. And uh, um, and if you enjoy them, definitely check them out. Um, uh, support local bands. Uh, they put on a really good show. So uh, here is California Honey Drops.
California Honey Drops and uh, so much great music uh, from Dockham Bay Festival to uh, squeeze into one podcast. So uh, I really enjoyed doing that sort of thing and getting to bring a lot of new music to the program. So that takes us to the final segment on the program, the music news. Okay, I got some stories to wind us out here. Uh, first off, Gene Simmons, uh, who's 74, he feels immortal as long as his schmeckle works. Yeah, okay. Uh, he's reflecting on his uh, band's extensive career and recalled that he feels immortal as long as his schmeckle works. Uh, he yeah, made comments in a new interview with The Guardian in which he looked back his, his extensive time working with Paul Stanley and how he feels about the band's final ever shows. In discussion, uh, Simmons also opened up about his previous claim that he slept with over 4,000 women across his 50-year-long career and admitted that he is guilty as charged when it comes to being motivated by sex. Uh, listen, men are idiots. There isn't enough blood to power two heads at once, so a lot of really stupid decisions can get made when that little head takes over. When you're uh, a woman and you see a man and he's big and he's got a hairy chest and he's good looking and you see that and you're, uh, what you're seeing is a mirage. That's actually a 14-year-old horny kid. Just uh, still young, dumb, and full of cum. We can't even think straight when we see you. I don't say this as a defense because I stand guilty as charged of everything. Uh, and he continued likening the feeling to that of Kiss's impressive number of live shows over the years, adding that as long as his, I'll say it one more time, Schmeckle works, he would be willing to have the band play forever as it makes him feel immortal. Uh, and he uh, talked about working with Paul Stanley for a long time, comparing their time making music together, similar to that of uh, two Beatles stars. Paul's like the brother I never had. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to do anything on the level that uh, I've been able to do on my own without Paul. And I'd like to think that's the same the other way around. You can't do it all yourself. You're just not as good. He said the biggest inf ever influence on him was the Beatles. And clearly Lennon and McCartney uh, were so much better together than uh, when they each went solo. So um, he's appreciated that. So that's what's happening in Kiss World. Um, all right. Uh, Rolling Stones, Hackney Diamonds features Paul McCartney. Oh, we're talking about Paul. Uh, Lady Gaga, Elton John, and Stephen, Stevie Wonder. Uh, and they, they shared their full track list for their upcoming album, Hackney Diamonds. Confirmed that the record will feature appearances from those that I just mentioned. Um, and it's a 24th studio record. 
and uh, shared his lead single, Angry, which came with a music video starring Euphoria star Sydney Sweeney. Uh, and uh, let me see, it was uh, announced uh, at a globally live streamed event uh, hosted by Jimmy Fallon and Keith Richards, Mick Jagger, and Ronnie Wood shared details on the upcoming release and confirmed it's their first new music in 18 years. Uh, following uh, on from 2005's A Bigger Bang. Well, they made so many albums over the years and took a quite a long break in making new music, although they toured uh, a lot, right? Um, and so, uh, let's see here. And it has tracks recorded with late drummer Charlie Watts as well. So he's, uh, he's featured on two of the songs in the listing, Mess It Up and Live By The Sword, they, that appear back to back midway through the album. Uh, and the latter features bass uh, from former Stones bassist uh, Bill Wyman also. So they're bringing in, um, you know, some heavy hitters for this album. And who knows? I mean, it might be their last, right? Like, who knows? Um, did they say when it's going to be out? Uh, October 20th. Uh, October 20th. So it's coming out uh, next month. Um, and you can you can get that then. So. I'm interested to hear some new Stones, you know? I'm not the biggest Stones fan in the world, uh, but but man, hearing new music from them after 18 years would be pretty cool. Uh, speaking of new music, NSYNC have announced their uh, first new song in over 20 years, uh, Better Place. So it's been a while for them as well, right? Uh, Justin Timberlake apparently got back with uh, all four of the other dudes, Chris Kirkpatrick, JC Chazez, uh, Joey Fatone and Lance Bass. They're uh, reunited at the 2023 MTV VMAs on uh, Tuesday the 12th. Um, there's a song that they're doing for the third Trolls film, Trolls Band Together. Uh, and uh, the promos feature the InSync logo, logo with a QR code directing fans to a website containing a snippet of music. Uh, and so uh, Better Place will be released on September 29th, that song. Uh, and so if you're a big NSYNC fan, you can catch that then. It must be difficult to put out a new song after 20 years of not making music. And you know, I imagine there's got to be a little bit of pressure there. Um, okay. Uh, while we're talking about the MTV VMAs, uh, this was an interesting story to me, just how obsessed everyone is with Taylor Swift. Uh, the VMAs had a camera operator that was dedicated to filming Taylor Swift continuously during live performances. Uh, she won nine trophies at the ceremony, uh, and she was captured fangirling over some big onstage moments. She, of course, had to know that there was a camera that was solely on her, right? I mean, uh, she had to know, have known about that. Um, and they, uh, I mean, they, they cut away to her many times. I saw a, a combo, uh, video of lots of cutaways of her just enjoying herself and having fun and, uh, and, you know, maybe pretending that the camera isn't there, uh, or, or forgetting that the camera isn't there, who knows which one, one it is. Right. So, um, uh, how important is Taylor Swift to the VMAs, uh, this, uh, this, uh, someone wrote online, uh, I don't remember who this is, but someone on the front of the production. Uh, there is a camera operator tasked with filming her continuously uh, during the live performances on stage. Uh, only one of the, uh, one of only the times uh, the Swift camera operator had to stop filming, dancing and reaction shots of the pop star was when Shakira ran across the stage, interrupting his shot. So Shakira interrupted his shot that he lost, he lost Taylor Swift. Probably fired uh, right after that, right? You lost, uh, you lost Taylor. Sorry. 
Um, and Selena Gomez reacted to uh, Chris Brown's MTV VMA nomination. That re reaction went viral as well. Uh, she was less than impressed with his nomination uh, on, uh, and I don't know if he won, uh, but Selena Gomez won the award for best Afrobeats at the ceremony. Thanks for a feature on Rayma's Calm Down. Uh, Brown, however, lost to SZA's shirt. Uh, so, uh, we don't need to go into Chris Brown and why uh, people aren't too happy with him, but he didn't win. So I guess that's a good thing, right? That's our show for today. Thank you for tuning in again next week. We have Michael C. Hall uh, and the rest of the band from uh, Princess Goes. Uh, by the way, I should uh, address who they are. Matt Katz uh, Bowen, who is in, uh, in, who's in Blondie, uh, and Peter Yanowitz, who uh, was in Wallflowers, Natalie Merchant, and most notably to me, Morningwood, uh, a band I liked when I was a lot younger and I'd interviewed him eons and eons ago. So, uh, so that's going to be enjoyable. I uh, hope you tune into that one. So for all of us here at Concert Pipeline, I'm Steve Jones. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>